The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can! With Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be a give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. Yeah, baby. The Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at heathersfreeaudiobook.com and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's episode with the Keys to Riches Financial Philosophy. So first off, what is today's key? Uh, no seasonal exceptions. Yay! Correct? Is that it? Is that it? Yes, it's key See, eight, no, right? It's after breaking the budget? Yeah, no seasonable exceptions. Seasonable. <laughs> I'll get something wrong sooner or later. No seasonable anyway. objections. <laughs> yeah. We'll just change the key. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this this uh, dovetails nicely off of last week's key break the budget. So we're going to talk about how uh, seasonal exceptions ruin our financial plans, and we do this. You know, it's it's that whole uh, the whole little thought process that I've shared that where you would never let somebody deliberately knock you off track, but you can be nudged in the wrong direction. And we'll show you how seasonal exceptions nudge us in the wrong direction to the point where all of a sudden one day we wake up and we are so far left or right of center. We're like, what happened? Yeah, what the heck Because it was nothing deliberate or large. You know, like you think about infidelity in marriages. You know, we can overcome like the big things, but you know, it's the little things like tripping over the shoes somebody leaves out every day for yeah. like 10 years. And then all of a sudden you're like, ah, it's yeah. the little things yep. that build up over time. Yep. So we're going to talk about how seasonal exceptions affect that and why no seasonal exceptions is our key. Uh, we also have a great moolah word of the day. And it's about free money and how nothing in life is ever free. It's our inheritance tax return. We're going to talk about that on Moolah Word of the Day. So, uh, and then we'll get rid of that real quick. <laughs> get back to our key. And then uh, today's money drama. And it plays into our key nicely because uh, we're going to share with you a, a money drama that's an example of uh, giving to get, but when it's not necessarily profitable. Which, yeah, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. But but it happens. It and happens. we justify this. Uh-huh. And so we're gonna so we're going to evaluate the justification and stuff and find out the underlying moneyism. It also creates so many expectations and you know expectations are bad. They're bad. Well, you know, I mean my grandfather used to give me all these little 
wisdoms, these little nuggets. And, uh, and, uh, he's, he would always tell me, he's like, sometimes these aren't going to make sense now, but always remember them because someday they will. And one was never settle for less than you expect, you know? And so, so if I'm willing to do my best for somebody, I feel like I should expect the best out of somebody, but it is unreasonable to expect something out of somebody who doesn't have the capacity to deliver right. on whatever right. that expectation is. You know, and expectations generally can, can, you know, if you, if you don't have an expectation, you can't be disappointed going in, you're not going to be disappointed. Right. So. Right. But, you know, uh, I think that sometimes, you know, and that's why I love language so much in words because vernacular gets in the way because, um, an intention can, uh, you know, like if you intend to have a successful b- business meeting mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't go your way, that's okay because the, the intent was there. The intent was correct. Yeah. Um, but maybe an intention and an ex- expectation is like confusing. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? I think they're different. Right. They're and I think that we use those words interchangeably when they're really not yeah. interchangeable. Yeah. So, but I'm all about setting intentions. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I intend to have a great show with you today. Exactly. And if we don't, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're going under the bus, old man. I don't care. That's fine. You can throw me under the bus. Anytime. No, you gotta. It's no fun if you don't fight. <laughs> I'm not a fighter, baby. Don't I'm a lay, lover. <laughs> don't lay down on me. You gotta stand up and fight. I don't. Want, I don't like when I win if, it, if it's not a challenge. I know you need it. You need that. Uh, you need that fight to go after you. I know. All right, so, well, let's get Moolah Word of the Day out of the way because it's unpleasant. We want to talk about today's key because today's key can be pleasant if we make it. Uh, So, Moolah Word of the Day is inheritance tax return. And this is a tax form used by an individual to calculate the amount of taxes due to a state government after an inheritance. Because he just, you know... Because, you know, what do they they say? The guarantees, you know, death and taxes. Yeah. You know, and even by dying, you're still taxed. And then your heirs get taxed. It's just lovely. So, uh, so like, then that just bodes well into that other cliche. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Mm. Nothing is free. You know, this would be good for your friend. Your, your, your friend that you have dinner with and and he can talk about, I didn't deserve it anyway. Uncle Sam can have it all. That guy's nuts. Oh, he's out of his mind. I know. So, but anyway, so, uh, this form (laughs) is similar, like on electric company, same, same, but different. (laughs) It's similar to the federal estate tax return, but it is different because it does not calculate your federal tax obligations. It's only calculating your state obligations. And I am not a tax attorney, CPA, enrolled agent, any of that good stuff. So I have no idea what that means or how much it is. <laughs> you need to consult a professional. That's all I'm saying about that. Yeah. But moving right along, shall we? Uh, let's talk about this week's key because this week's key is a critical piece in our ability to achieve the goals we set forth in Dreams with Deadlines. And I will tell you why in a moment. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Raider. We are so thrilled to have you as a part of our audience. And we look forward to serving you in the best way possible to help you get your money mind right. So let me introduce you to the Keys 
first. The Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time here at Keys to Riches Radio. And we are on the eighth key. So I made mention at the beginning of the show that this is this is dovetailing off of last week's because last week we broke the budget. And for those of you who have been with us all season, high five, kudos, good on you. So you're starting to see things come together. You're understanding now why we did our organic assessment from Take Action, Make Assessment in the fashion that we did. Because hopefully last week you had some aha moments, some light bulbs turned on, and you figured out some of the challenges you're having with your general savings and spending, probably because you've never done it in this fashion before. And that's why brain-based financial uh, literacy is so critical because we already know to spend less and save more, but we we don't. And one of the hangups that we have when we talk about the three amigos in our uh, three amigos theory of information processing based on how the brain makes use of information, whether it's a generated thought that you come up with on your own in your head, or it's an exterior stimulus, like you perceive something in your environment happening and your information gets processed a certain way. And many times our I do, which is our initial decision officer, doesn't feel threatened by the information coming in. He's like, okay, whatever, right? He's not scared. He is not driven away from pain. So he's not doing the fight freeze or flee. Uh, Additionally, he is not driven toward pleasure by running in that direction towards something fabulous. So another run, kind of stand up, make something happen. So he lets the information pass into our second brain where the curmudgeon is. And so the curmudgeon is where our memories are stored. And he's also yet another stopgap in trying to keep us safe. You know, this is where we have our natural negativity bias. And so, again, this guy thinks in terms of, uh, like, I want to make you safe and I want to keep you away from pain. And when something pleasurable comes up, he's the guy that gets the bright idea that, oh, okay, well, uh, now me wants to seek pleasure. And right now doing this seems like more fun and I can do my homework later, like going to a movie now versus doing my homework now. And, and later me, will take care of the homework. But the problem with that is later me doesn't really exist. He's now me his imaginary friend. Mm. <laughs> and so when the curmudgeon puts off doing his stuff, you eventually have to pay the piper. As we know, there are consequences. Sure. And we don't think about that. That's why we are able to use that little piece of plastic without regret. Because since it's not a dollar, it's not a paper dollar, it's not physical currency, like in casinos, we're less attached to it, makes it easier to spend. And now me, you know, is is saying, do it, do it. It's okay. You could pay for it later. Not worried about uh, the the, uh, immediate, right. the immediate issue. And that's where no seasonal exceptions <clears throat> comes into play. Because the challenge we have with our seasonal exceptions is we say, it's okay. We're making justification for this particular event or moment or occasion. And the reality is, is like I said before, we would never let somebody deliberately knock us off past. So if somebody stuck a gun to you and said, give me $5,000, you would be like, 
go smoke some more crack because <clears throat> yeah. that's not going to happen. Right. Right. So that would be being deliberately knocked off track. <clears throat> but these little seasonal occasions, special events, commemorations are those things that will nudge us in the wrong direction. And we make excuses and we justify by saying, it is just, you know, so-and-so's birthday. It's Christmas, Hanukkah, like whatever, Kwanzaa, yeah. you name it, yeah. Passover, Easter, blah, blah. And the list goes on and on. You know, oh, it's their quinceanera, it's graduation, it's a bar bat mitzvah. You know, and, and so we make these justifications. And that's how we justify overspending on these things. So I've come up with this great thing called a card of philosophy, but we're, let's, let's dive into this a little bit more because we're going to use the rules of etiquette and common courtesy to get us out of these huge financial outlays mm-hmm. that we do. Makes sense. And, and, and that's really the cause of things because um, if you look in any etiquette book, all right, it will tell you that you only need to acknowledge someone. So the idea of attending a special event or a commemoration uh, of some sort, a special occasion, and, and you're invited is because somebody wants your presence in the E-N-C-E form, right? Right. right. Uh, not the N-T-S <clears throat> form. Right. So, so the uh, N-C-E form. And we... We confuse those two. So we feel like, oh, if I come, I'm obligated. You know, th- there's this rule of thumb that, you know, it's about for every person that's invited to a wedding, you, you know, because the, to offset the cost of the wedding that, you know, each attendee should spend about a hundred to 150 bucks per attendee to offset the expenses of the wedding. Ideally, that's kind of like this rule yeah. of thumb. Mm-hmm. So if you get invited to a wedding and you're pinched, and you really want to go because you really want to see this person, but you really don't have the money. You kind of justify the expenditure. Okay. Right. Yeah, you will. And 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 you'll do that every time. If you have a daughter, mm-hmm. you know that you're going to be at some point obligated to pay for a wedding. Um, and you te- kind of sort of don't know when that's going to happen, but I can right. give you an idea. It's not going to be in five years from the kid's birth. Right. <laughs> you know, so you've got a couple decades to got, plan for got that. got some time. Yes. Okay. And and so here's the challenge with all of these, these seasonal exceptions that we make and we justify, you know, we, we buy on emotion, we commit on emotion, and then we use reason and logic to justify after the fact. And this is where the three amigos have their challenge because Logic Larry doesn't get his say until the I do and their curmudgeon have their way. And likely the deed's already done. And yeah. then Logic Larry has to pick up the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Poor guy. Yeah, I know. Well, it's just because our brain physiologically cuts us off from from accessing him. Yeah. You know, he's he, he, like in the bedroom hallway, if you will. His is the last bedroom <laughs> down the hallway. Yeah. You know, so by the time we get to him, it's usually too late. You know, especially if we've had a hormone dump. There are people, though, that have it together. You know? Right. And how does, you know, it's like, have you done a lot of research on how that happens? Yes. That's yeah. that's why this system works the way it does. Yeah. And, and you have to be, you have to identify what your hangups are. You have to know where your weaknesses are and you have to do an end run around them. And when you know that your weaknesses potentially are the norm, you know, especially the way information processes. And you know that 
that that's how you are and you have to overcome that, then it makes us much easier than expecting you to be different than what you are. Yeah. You know, the brain is the way it is. Your, your brain processes information in only one fashion. And so now that you know that you can set yourself up for success by using, you know, our brain-based financial literacy program to, uh, manage your money the way in which you process information. So we set up specific times and specific places where we do this sort of stuff so we can be emotionally disengaged and physiologically calm so we can process our finances and make sure that, that we're being as objective as we possibly can by beating this end round around, yeah. you know, the three amigos upstairs yeah. that keep us from doing what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Uh, by the way, you are listening to the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment of today's show is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity thefts. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Visit KeysToRiches.com forward slash KeepMyID to enroll and protect your financial future right now. Use promo code WAGS when you get there. So... The thing we need to be aware of is um, these holidays um, sometimes, and then again, this all plays into the way the brain processes information. So when we talk about holidays, special events and, and, and occasions, we have to plan for them financially if we want to make sure that they do not interrupt what we have going on with regard to our dreams with deadlines. Uh, because by by allowing these little exceptions here and there, you know, again, we're going to be nudged so far off track that we won't be able to achieve our goals. And when we get up to practicing the three hours, which we're coming on pretty soon in our keys, when we get to that point and we do our review, revise and recommit, we're going to find out that our, the reason why we didn't achieve our goals are these hangups that we keep having is this justification. So um, the, the, the rules of grace and etiquette are pretty clear. Okay. And, and good manners and breeding. Um, if somebody gives you an expensive gift, you know, we have to remember that giving is about the giver. If you go to this wedding that you invited, been invited to and you feel obligated to give a gift, it's not about the wedded couple. It's about you being remembered. Okay. Giving is never about the recipient. It's always about the giver because you want to be the one that gives them that fancy blender. So every time they use it, they remember you gave it to him. You know, that's what it is. You know, it's a selfish thing. And that's okay. Totally. It's okay. Giving is about the giver. All right. But we have to keep that in check. Remember our key five, take emotion out of the picture. It's okay to want to do that. And that's how we're wired. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because giving gives us pleasure, but only to the extent that it's not financially detrimental because that the momentary feeling of pleasure is going to be overwhelmed when the credit card statement comes in and you got to figure out how the heck am I going to pay this, even the minimum payment on this thing, you know, after I pay all my other bills. Yeah. And that becomes the problem. Okay. Um, is because that momentary Pleasure is outweighed by extreme pain. That stuff like the bill that we passed <laughs> off on future me who doesn't really exist because when the future gets here, guess what? It's now again. So given that that is the norm or the standard, what we have to do is nobody in their right mind 
as a recipient would ever want you to go in debt to give them something. And you need to think about that yourselves logically for a moment. If you're completely devoid of emotion and somebody gave you something and what happens if you found out that they couldn't afford to give that to you and they went into debt doing so? That would not give you pleasure. No, you'd feel bad. You unless, would unless feel you, bad. Unless you didn't like them and you thought they were schmucks. Right. But now, so now we have to talk about the, um, uh, the uh, negative or atypical giving. So giving for recognition is great or remembrance, you know, to commemorate somebody's special occasion or event is fine. Mm-hmm. But there's manipulative giving, giving to get, you know. Oh, like I've, like... You know, uh, my boss gave me a present. So, um, or that's the law of reciprocity. I'm sorry. So I feel like I have to do something in kind. That's why places give you, oh, free ebook. Just give us your email address. Free sample. Just, you know, fill out this form. Take this survey. Nothing Mm -hmm. is ever free. Okay. You're always having, and because of this law of reciprocity, we feel obligated to reciprocate, even if we can't afford it. You know, and that's the problem, especially when people give us expensive gifts. Again, if somebody's giving you an expensive gift for the right reasons, it's because they want you to have it and they are satisfied with the fact that they were able to do something that nice for you. Mm-hmm. And all they're looking for in return is gratitude. Think about it. If you gave somebody an expensive gift, you just want to be recognized that's for it. it. You'd want to be thanked. That's it. You'd maybe want to see them using it. Like that's why when grandma comes around at the holidays, you put on that ugly sweater she knitted. You know, because you want to show your gratitude and recognize the giver. And that's why people give. If you're giving for the right reasons, it's because you want to be recognized because you want somebody to have it. And if your income level is different from somebody else's, that has nothing to do with the gift. Again, because the gift is about the giver. Unless somebody is giving to manipulate. And I used to have a friend like this. She would give me these very extravagant, you know, financially not realistic gifts you know, and I always felt like she was trying to buy my friendship because I couldn't compete. I did the, a few times I gave her extravagant in return. And then, you know, finally I got cornered by like, you know, the fourth or fifth gift in, you know, she was wondering where her stuff was. And I said, are you giving to get? Well, that's what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, no, I said, no, I said, you're not. Yeah. Uh, let me go get my Letitia Baldridge manners book. Yeah. And let me tell you about receiving gifts and what you're supposed to do. Okay. Now here's something interesting that a lot of people don't think about. You know, a lot of our ability to receive has to do with self-worth. Okay. And sometimes if the gift we perceive is extravagant and and we got to remember if Bill Gates is giving you something uh, that to you might be all the money in the world, it might be like, you know, $3 to him in his mind even though it might've been 300 or 3000. So you got to take it in context. You know, it might be extravagant, but that person obviously felt like you were worth it or they wouldn't have spent the money to begin with. As long as they didn't go into debt to give it to you, as long as they are giving for the right reasons. So assuming that all of that is correct. Yeah. You know, if you rebuff a gift from somebody, you're not rebuffing just their gift. You're rebuffing them. But here's the thing. We complain all day long about how, like we're born under a cloud, it you know, or nothing ever good happens to us. And when something good does happen to us, we don't feel worthy of receiving it and we give it away like or we refuse to accept it. So in order to be a gracious giver and give for the right reasons, you must be a gracious recipient. 
And this goes back to childhood. Maybe you had a bunch of siblings and everybody had a share. Um, maybe if you took a second helping of mashed potatoes, you got in trouble because who do you think you are? You're not special. You don't deserve extra. And so that plays into our adulthood. Yeah. And so that's why we can't receive right. And if we can't receive right, we can't give right. And that's what starts us giving for the wrong reasons because we're not receiving for the right ones. Yeah. It sets up the, the, the behavior, you know, to be atypical and, and, and to go sideways and wonky. So, so what we want to do is we want to become a gracious recipient. And again, uh, this is where the card up philosophy comes in. It comes in both as a recipient and as a giver. And let's start with a card. If you open a present in front of somebody saying thank you is all that's required, a verbal thank you. If you open it in front of them, if you do not, then <clears throat> you're required thank to you lick note. a stamp and mail them off. Hello. A thank you. All right. Snail mail. Still waiting for, uh, you know, a nephew wedding from a couple of years ago. Oh, really? No, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, kids aren't just, they're just not raised right. What can I say? But here's, here's the thing. So we started a card. All right. If you get invited to a wedding, a quinceanera, a graduation, that's not like your own child, you know, it starts with a card. Okay. And then if you want to throw a few bucks in there, or if you want to get like an engraved pen or something, but you need to make sure that it's within your spending limits that you have set for yourself. It's got to be in your, because if it doesn't work within your overall savings and spending plan, you just can't do it. And that's why we have at our website, if you visit keystoriches.com, you can download our holiday spending planner because Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Grandparents' Day, all of those things, kids' birthdays, everybody, you know, all that stuff occurs on the same day every year. Christmas comes on the 25th of December, whether you start planning for it on the 26th or two weeks before, okay? So shame on you for not planning effectively, okay? And and this goes into now me, future me stuff, all right? Because we think we have more time later because planning and saving for that is a pain in the ass. And so that's why we don't do it because that infers pain. And right now I'm seeking pleasure. Right. You know, so I'm going to make it simple for you. If you visit the website, you could just download the holiday spending planner. Just drop that into the search bar and it sets you in. So you can create your, you, how much you want to spend on that particular item. And then all you have to do is do it like you do dreams with dreams with deadlines, reduce it to the ridiculous. And then you'll come up with how much you have to save every day. You know, because you technically have 364 days yeah. for each annual event. Yep. And so then that'll make it to be like 30 cents, 50 cents, some ridiculous little number that you can't not save for it because right. it'll be exactly. easy. Yeah. And you'll then you'll have the $800 that you want for the big ticket item. It's that simple. So let's talk about our uh, money drama, shall we? And it plays along with this giving to get thing. So... Uh, I know of someone through third party that when I was talking about this whole giving to get, uh, there was this idea that receiving was the deal. And so instead of just having one wedding shower, they opted for bi-coastal wedding showers so they could have one with certain friends, but they didn't want to miss out on gifts. So they went to throw another on the other side of the world. So having two parties creates two expenses just to receive. And so the idea was me, 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 I'm getting, 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 but what are you really getting? You're relying on other people's good faith and healthy budgets 
to be able to fund your fantasy wish list on your, your bridal shower or what's that called? The registry. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So now in order to throw a party, you have to have a venue, whether it's at your friend's house or whatever. You have to pay for food. You have to pay for drinks, entertainment. You have to fly yeah. there. Yeah, you got to fly there, you know. <laughs> so, again, if people are regular listeners of this show and they practice the card of philosophy, what if they show up to your second party with a card? Which is highly possible. It's very likely yeah. that people just want to come because the idea is that you want their NCE, not ENTS. Right. Right? And so that's not a good play, you know, because ideally, instead of outlaying the cash for the party, couldn't you just use that money to go buy the stuff instead? So we have to think about how we set this up. You know, I give a party, you come and I get presents when you get here. But it's, it doesn't always work out that way, especially yeah. if other people are more cognizant about their money management skills. So that plays into the giving to get, you know, and giving to get is manipulative and we shouldn't be up for that. We should be honest and ethical about our dealings with other people. And that's very manipulative. So we want to stay away from that. So that's it for this week's key. Visit keystoriches.com for the key statement, key affirmation, and key action item. And for in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit our sister site at unlockyourwealthradio.com, where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. For the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of Mula. Michael Terry. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.